So, Greg, I know you're driving in from uh, the Manitoulin uh, to come uh, see me in Scarborough. I'm not driving. So I, you're, I'm not uh, driving. What I, you're, you're physically not driving, but you are making your way. Warren um, Porter, who made a special guest appearance on last week's episode, yes. would, would not be surprised that I'm not driving. That you're not driving, no. But listen, before, so today's guest, Zaki Ibrahim, uh, from yes. Toronto via Nanaimo via South Africa, is going to be on today's episode. But before we get to her, Greg, love to talk to you about the Billboard Awards from this past weekend. I did not watch the Billboard Awards this weekend. No. Okay. So a couple of months ago, probably longer, you and I had a discussion about the weekend's Super Bowl performance. Yes. And I think generally we were positive based based upon, you know, you you couldn't really have crowds or whatever. Yeah, I think it was a good job considering. Yeah. Uh, Now, I don't know if you've heard the buzz about the weekend's billboard performance. I but, so I'm just flipping the channels. Uh, we're back from Barrie. Spent a Sunday up in Barrie. Um, just finished some good Indian food and sat down. Let, let's see what's on the television. And the Billboard Awards were on. So I said, sure, let's do this. And Duran Duran, your favorite band from the uh, 70s. was From the um, 70s. What's, I said, was, no. Go ahead. 80s? 80s. Um, 80s, for sure. Was, was performing. Yep. Yeah, they did, uh, I think they did Hungry Like the Wolf and, and something else, and then they played one of their new songs. So I said, okay, let's, let's continue watching this, because I knew none of the other performers outside of Drake, The Weeknd, and Jonas Brothers, and so on, right? Yep. So... Um, first off, uh, congrats to Drake, um, the most streamed artist of all time. He won artist of, uh, the decade of the 2010s, uh, mm. just done phenomenal work. And he came up with his son. I heard about that. Uh, yeah. And accepted it. And, uh, and so it's, it's. Here's the setup of the weekend. They go to a parking lot in LA and the weekend is going to perform in this parking lot. And Greg, you know me and my taste in music. I'm like a rock and roll guy. I've in the past tended to make fun of pop music, but I'm turning around now. Um, I was blown away jacked up excited about the weekend's performance really oh my goodness it was omg as the kids would say omg like i'm i'm shocked it has not gone dare i say omfg oh you you can say that you could dare say that Um, it was phenomenal basically you had i don't know maybe 30 vintage cars um I think they were either red or white. Like it was just two colors and the cameras on the weekend sitting, you know, on top of, of, of these cars, of this one car 
uh, and they're all convertible. And they're, it's like a parade, um, not a parade, but almost like synchronized driving. Just think of synchronized swimming and how on the one hand it could be funny, but on the other hand, it's like, wow, that actually is really amazing. Um, it, was, it was like that, but with cars. And for maybe half the song, he's in the car, the car stops, he gets out of the car, and all the other 30 cars disappear out of focus. And then you've got these trailers. Um, remember that Van, uh, Van Damme commercial yep. about maybe five, seven years yep. ago where he does the splits? You yep. got those, you know, tra tractor trailers, I think they're called, uh, yep. that are now there's tractor trailers doing synchronized driving and whizzing by the weekend, like literally within like a foot. And then the cars come back in and they start doing the same thing. It was amazing, just phenomenal. Um, and he won, I think, Artist of the Year or something like that, whatever Billboard uh, no. calls that award. I will have um, to check that out. Just phenomenal. And, and watch it not with the hype I've given it, but just watch it with, okay, let's let's see what this is all about. And yeah, it, yeah, it is just phenomenal. So uh, congrats to... Scarborough's The Weekend for uh, the song that he did this uh, performance for is called Save Your Tears. And, uh, did did he diss Drake or did Drake diss him? Because isn't there bad blood between those two? Oh, I don't think so. When I, say, when I say bad blood, I mean as much as there could be bad blood between two kids from Toronto. I, I have never heard that. Um, I thought there I thought there was something around that in terms of like, I don't know. I thought something about Drake thought he found the weekend and then the weekend went off and worked with other people. And I don't know. I yeah, don't, that, apparently they, I have no idea what I'm talking about. That I don't know. That, that could be it as well, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up to see if I'm delusional. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so congrats. For sure I'm delusional. Uh, for sure, you should look it up. <laughs> and that's the pre-show. That's the pre-show. Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. Hi, I'm Zaki Ibrahim. I am a musician. Uh, I am a singer. I'm a human being living in Toronto, Ontario. And welcome. This is Welcome to the Music. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank Great you. to have you. Great to have you on. Thank you for having me and sliding me in, guys. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Kareem, I got a question for you. Yes. What? I'm not, Greg, I'm not the guest here, right? No, I know. I know. Okay. But I'm going to ask you a question first. I can <laughs> okay, set up fine. the whole thing. And then if I drop off, I drop off. And I'm, you know, I've got my one thing. Don't drop off. Good. Don't drop so, off. <laughs> no, I want, I want. So what do Zensel, Chin and Jetty, 
and Dave Bedini via West End Phoenix have in common? Uh, they're all past guests. They are not only past guests, they also weren't. Was that? Oh? Oh, Zen Soul. Zen you did a show with Zen Soul. You've worked with Shin and Jetty. Okay, yes. yes, Shin and Jetty. That's that's my fam, yo. Yes. Worked with Shin. Yes. And you did a a singer songwriter seminar or workshop that was with I believe RBC and West End Phoenix and Dave Bedini is the publisher of West End Phoenix. Amazing. Cool. So yeah, they've all three been on guests and then here Good we connections. are. Nice one. Yeah. Nice one, Greg. Tell me, what, what have you done, Zaki, with, uh, with Chin? Wow. Chin was... Phew. Chin, Chin Baba. He, uh, Chin Baba. <laughs> he's, such, he's so part of my heart, yo. Um, Eclectica, Episodes in Purple. Yeah. That was my my first uh, like major uh, affiliation, major Sony Records, um, Sony Red um, release. It was it was in two, what year was that again? Uh, two thousand, not two thousand and six, was it seven? No, six was was the very very first um, independent release with with District Six Music, Shinanjadi. Um, Eclectica in Purple was completely in in his studio in Vancouver. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful human that I got to cross paths with from that time, and that you know the our our friendship and and relationship has just gotten you know richer over the years. And yeah, Eclectica over uh, Eclectica, what's it called? Eclectica <laughs> episodes in Purple, long <laughs> long as. Uh, titles that was the second thing that i've done but it was yeah that nice the first thing the first time like working with chin is like a mentor he is like a, to me he is like a mentor he's he is someone who is so rich with uh and generous with his his knowledge and his you know yeah uh, he's he's yeah i don't even know how to describe this human being but I'm guessing you met while you were still in the in Vancouver in BC area. I was living in Toronto and I went back to BC to go and oh. work with Chin because how did I meet? I think uh, maybe on tour. Mm-hmm. DJ Nana was working with him. I was working with DJ Nana. Um. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but Saul Guy, um, yeah. Dave Gannett, those guys, and they were like, "You should meet Chin." I was like, "Okay, cool." And then just we just set it up, and I was like wow. sleeping in the studio, like in the in uh, Hastings. It was the Hastings set at the time. Okay, I think it was like a haunted building. <laughs> That's where his studio is. Not anymore. Okay. Not anymore, but um, incredible home. magic came out of there. I, I don't ask me exactly who, but an incredible amount of famous, famous things, you know? And he's so humble. Like, he won't say who he worked with and, you know, but you're like, what? Are you crazy? You worked with so-and-so yeah. and so-and-so. And, so. and he, calls, he calls every other, you know, all, out of the blue saying, hey, do you want to work with 
J. Cole's in the studio where I'm, I'm just like, I don't, I feel funny like dropping because he wouldn't be like a name dropper. Yeah. But like, so it's those in the studio, like, you know, do you want to do coming through and do this thing or uh, do you want to write with, you know, who would you like to write with? Because I'm working with all of these incredible people. He's just so generous with his, you know, uh, his path. He, he is, he is that. It was interesting when Greg and I were speaking with him, you know, he's, he, I mean, he's worked with, I think Eminem, right, Greg? He worked with him. Yeah. Just like a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're yep. like, you know, how come, like Greg and I know him from, you know, his base, his base days. That's when we first heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we, we don't necessarily follow all the stuff that he does production work for in engineering. But, you know, as we started doing research, we asked him, like, how come there's no, you know, Chin and Jetty on the Walk of Fame or something like that? Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's the industry. It's interesting because we are, we are dealing with uh, like soul work. This is as artists, you know, yeah. we, we, we connect on this like soul level, right? And of course you have to have your writing and stuff like your credits and your, you know, what percentage of, you know, this is, you know, because it's this industry we have to feed into. Yeah. So sometimes it's just like, he's done so many things that he hasn't even collected his, his credits for. Yeah. He hasn't, he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like he, there's so many of those things. Um, yeah. And even the, even the different names he's worked under, we had to yes. really dig to get the, yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, but the amount of, because of the amount of like his writing, his writing, his production work, his, like the story, I have to tell you a story. Um, yeah. he, he told me this story, um, and it blew my mind actually. I was like, because I've just re-released my my back catalog with with Six Shooter. That's 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 the most recent thing actually. He's like the entire back catalog was not available. Long story, <laughs> but on that you know said the the, the the Eclectica episodes in purple project that I worked with Chin on um, the song Grow again was a remix of the original was uh with nick holder yeah um which yeah anyway the beat that how do i tell the story without like because it was such an incredible story he had just come from him and dj khalil who was his longtime production partner that's right right and he was based in la and he spent a lot of time in la as well and 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 uh they had just come from Dilla, um, the producer, Dilla, his, mm. his funeral. Oh. Um, and uh, they made this beat with a bunch of people. Like it was this, uh, this moment of, I guess it was just like, let's cry, cry in the room, kind of let's all make this beat together. I didn't know that story. I hope I'm telling the story correctly. So. I didn't know that story until like so, so much long l- later. But when I heard the beat for the first time, mm-hmm. um, I was like, Ooh, Chin, I want that beat. Like, Oh my gosh. You know, like, wow. You know, hip hop, like, Oh, that beat's crazy. It's so Dilla. It's so this, it's so that. Oh. And I was, I, he was like, uh, okay. Uh, I have to run it by some people. Uh, hmm. And then I ended up 
right away in the, I think we were in some, uh, I don't even know where we were. It was like some other major label studio um, with another engineer and, and, and Khalil was there and, and I, I, I had to make the beat. Like, I was like, this is the song like this. I have. And so I, I put grow on that beat grow again. Okay. And that was one of the songs on um, Eclectic Appetite of Purple, but he told me how that beat came about, like the making of those, yeah. those drums and those sounds and those samples and all of that kind of thing. Like, it might, might be 10 years later. This is just wow. like the other day he told me the story as I was releasing this back catalog. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to release this thing. Do you mind if I uh, talk to you about the, the, the album online? And he's like, yo, that was Dilla's funeral. Like there were, uh, wow. uh, Questlove was in the room, like all these famous people <laughs> that he'll let wow. you won't say, you know, were, were part of that. Um, and beats don't get their due in this industry because yeah. drums don't count for mm. music. It's a whole, it's an interesting thing. Oh. You know, singer songwriters, like easy to cut up the things, but drum sounds, drum, drum programming and that kind of thing. Uh, it's it's not the same kind of uh, system. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So who's in the room? You know, beat making. It's a it's a soul effort. Soul uh, music. It's, it's the soul effort. I've never heard it uh, said that way. That's that's amazing. Mm. I, I want to talk about this whole re-releasing your back catalog. I want to find out the story mm. about you know how come it wasn't anywhere. Uh, but before oh, we do, gosh. <laughs> okay. I, I b- before we get there though, Zach, I, yeah. I need to say this. Um, mm-hmm. Not the last concert I went to in 2020, but I guess you could call it the first concert I was mm-hmm. at in 2020. It was also the last concert I was at in 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you were there. What what concert was it? You were performing at Nathan Phillips Square. Which uh, one was this? Sorry, the 19 or the 20? Yeah, 2019, 2020, right? You, you were ending 2019, beginning 2020. Oh, the, the New Year's Eve uh, yeah. concert. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's the first. Now, apparently, I had heard you before on, okay. my wife says she's heard you many times on CBC Radio. Okay. Um, maybe Q or Metro Morning, one of those shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, she said she saw you or heard you at their fundraiser that they do every Christmas time for food banks. I think she said she heard you perform at one of those. Okay. Uh, But uh, your performance, Zaki, was breathtaking. Uh, Literally. Well, not because it was cold. So cold. I was like, who? Who does this? Yeah, uh-huh. well, appa- apparently you do this, um, but yeah. it was it was it was it, it was it was music and it was a performance, um, and I remember it to this day. It was just just phenomenal. Um, yes, I, I I needed to to make sure that I, I put that out there. Ah, oh, thank you, so that you know. But Thanks. you were saying earlier, Zaki. Mm-hmm. About this is Zaki. Zaki. What did I say? Oh I don't know. However, you pronounce it. If you have a Canadian accent, I guess if you have oh. a Canadian accent, you'd say Zaki. Zaki. 
Yeah. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> I I have I have many times exactly. mispronounced so, exactly. so many you people's exactly, uh, <laughs> It's complicated. But yeah, Zaki, Zaki, it's, it's Zaki is my is not my given name. It's not my um oh. my my name is Zahra. Zahra. Okay. Yeah. On and I I have not used that name my entire life. <laughs> my grandmother uh-huh. uh stuck the name Zaki. Okay. And she's South African. So yeah. saying Zaki is how you pronounce it if you're South African and I think, you know, so that I mean that's been that makes any sense. I just complicated things even more. <laughs> Go on. That is good. Go on. So tell me about this relationship with Six Shooter Records, re-releasing everything. Now we can find <laughs> your stuff uh, online. Like, and you had been releasing music since 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. So like, where was everything up until now? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, you know what? I am a nomad. I am. I think a lot of musicians can say the same thing, but as far as like where I stuck to one one place, I think um, also heavily disorganized. Maybe okay, <laughs> you know, uh, to tell the whole story would be too much. Um, from the you know from two thousand and six, like the whole story. You know, have you seen the movie Goonies? Goonies. Goonies, yeah. Oh my you know, goodness, when kid, yes. When the kids like uh, Chunk, the guy, the the guy that's like uh, talking too much and like you know gets just the, it would be too long of a story, is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to say what why it wasn't online, um, but Six Shooter Records. Uh, yeah. I I think it was uh, 2000. I've been with them now for. Uh, two years, three years. Oh. Where are we at? Twenty-one, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and um, yeah, I just I wasn't. There was a lot of stuff that wasn't. I wasn't putting things online. Like there was a lot of stuff that just kind of didn't have a home. And they've been incredible in in organizing and finding things and you know plugging it into a system and having management and that kind of thing. Uh, for the first time in this way, they're mothers, they're, they're, oh. they're women. It's like women, you know, uh, run. Um, I feel like they got my back, you know, it's been a, it's been a funny kind of ride in the industry of it all. Like if that makes any sense, and I don't want to get like too far into to all of the details. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so, I think having this management and having this um, this home for this stuff to kind of like this kind of stable 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 uh, foundation like this home to be able yeah. to put this stuff out on, um, yeah, it's like good timing to be able oh. to to put everything in one place maybe and to mm-hmm. organize things and because um over the years it's been like yeah i really like i really like that record but i can't find it or like i you know i heard about this this artist 10 years ago but i didn't know that she's still making music or still performing or anything like that because i I, if i were to be honest i'm i am shy of the industry and shy of i don't know what i'm shy of but there's a lot of anxiety around 
stuff and um yeah i think uh i i think that uh having the stuff uh be be acts like people can access it now mm-hmm. um is like a really great thing whereas before i don't know i think it's just been disorganization i guess yeah, it's good. It's it's good. It's good to have a good supportive team around you to build. Yeah. From yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, you know, just exactly, exactly that. What goes through? Like, I'm I'm curious about. You know, so seek the secret life of planets. I'll use that as an example. That came out. When was that? 2016, 17. Um, I believe it was 2017. 2017. I think it was 2017. I think so. Right? so yeah. yeah. You complete the project. There's almost like a, uh, like, I don't know, like, like, tell me about your experience when you release the record or you release the album uh, and now yeah. re-releasing it. Are there, are there similar sort of feelings? Uh, it, it, it must be strange. It must be weird because you've already quote unquote given birth to this project and now you're almost like is it is it is it another experience again? Is it is it a t- different feeling? It is interesting. That's a good question. That feeling of um I guess at the time, yeah, it's a completely different feeling. Now releasing uh and almost kind of listening to the stuff again and then performing again and those kinds of things, it's it's um it's not just reflection, but it's also kind of like it hits, like it's kind of an understanding of what I really was going through at the time. I, I think, you know, um, like I said at the beginning of, of us meeting each other, I, I'm very emotional. So speaking about this stuff, there was a, a lot that happened during all of the projects, you know, and then, and yeah. so now the re-releasing of the planets, the, the Secret Life of Planets, that's a very big one. It took four years to make. But also that was a timeless thing as well, where um, there was motherhood, there was uh-huh. um, a, a parent, a losing a parent, losing my dad and a lot of movement and a lot of like that kind of stuff. At the time, it was, um, I don't know if cathartic is the right word even. It was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was something to kind of distract me and something to kind of also put, not just, maybe not distract, <laughs> But something to kind of uh, keep busy at. And then releasing it years later, re-releasing it, sorry, years later. I think properly unpacking um, what that content and what that intent of each of the, because it's so, it was so conceptual and whatever, just because I'm like, let's make it conceptual because I have all these emotions or whatever. So mm. now it's like, this is raw. It was quite raw. Um, and, and uh, yeah, but it, it does feel different re-releasing it. And, and, and it's like, uh, yeah. Are you better able to appreciate what you did? now that you're not sort of doing it just to be distracted? I think so. I mean, it wasn't doing, I, I don't want to say, I shouldn't say distracted. I wasn't doing it just to be distracted. It was a very yeah. like uh, thoughtful and, and passionate 
thing to be able to put my energy into, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I appreciate it as in I'm able to be, uh, what's the word, objective? Or I'm able to kind of look at it. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how to put that. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. I can, I can appreciate the, 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 the work that it was and the, and uh, everything that was put into it. Nice. For sure. All of, all of the, the back catalog, like it brings back those memories and I'm able to reflect on everything, you know, it's, the, it's this period of there's the lockdown, there's the, all this stuff going on. And then there's like, wow, 20 years of music making. Um, and then also working on new things, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lucky place to be, I feel. You mentioned as you were uh, putting together uh, the secret life of planets that you became a mom. Mm-hmm. And I read mm-hmm. somewhere that you, you, you made, I don't know whether it was this, a decision you made or a promise to yourself mm-hmm. that you made, but you said something to the effect of if the demands of motherhood necessitated it, you were ready to give up music. You ready Wait, to give up? If the, demand, demand, the demands of motherhood, which? Yeah. You, you made a decision, and maybe I read it wrong or, or I heard <laughs> it wrong, that, you know, once, like becoming a mom wasn't just something that happened. It was like a decision uh-huh. that you made. Yes. And if, if that decision meant uh, in the carrying out of the duty of being a mother, yes. you were ready to, like, just leave music in, in the past and, and yeah. focus on that one thing. Yes. Um, obviously you've been able to um, pursue both music and motherhood okay. uh, and, and many other things, but, but tell me about the seriousness of, of, of thinking about being ready to make that type of a commitment or a decision. I think what you mean is, I, I, I think what you you what I don't know what exactly what the statement uh, was, but to uh, have because I feel like music is is a part of me, and I feel like that's been my path so far, and you know, mm-hmm. and I think by saying that, uh, I'm, I'm still I still feel like if you know if I need to focus on being a mother and music, you know, if I can't if music is just like taking away from that in any way, yeah, then it's gone. Or the industry of it, or like trying to catch, you know, trying to be part of this stream of, of, you know, uh, it being my livelihood, I guess, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but this human that has come into my life has yeah. to- like inspired so many things. And I think that if I were to ever give up music or if I were to, you know, it would be, a, it would be like a disservice to him as a human, <laughs> Interesting. You know, to, to be, uh, I think that ma- making music and working at music, it makes, it's like, you know, you put on your own mask, uh-huh. you know, you, you put on your own mask and then you can help others kind of thing. Makes sense. Um, your, your child wants, your child wants to see you, uh, thriving and whole and, you know, doing, you know, being great. And so Absolutely. that you can also, you know, be present with them and, and be the best for them. So I don't know if that answered the question, but (laughs) 
the kid the kid is cool man <laughs> nice he's very cool nice um, what do what, yes. what you think what does he think of mom's music he's cool man he's part of it he knows he's like it's our nice. music you know nice nice he's it's our music is the music we make nice mm-hmm. let's go way back <laughs> how do you get from the beautiful town of cape town mm-hmm. to nanaimo bc oh my gosh that's that's not a straight Nanaimo's beautiful. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's it's not <laughs> beautiful, but like there's lots of strip malls, there's lots of like <laughs> pickup trucks and kind of. But it anyways. sounds like it sounds like Scarborough. Where, yeah, where, where I'm from. <laughs> it was like a little bit of red at the time. It was like some some redneckish, a little redneckish. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how does that happen? The the the, the, the distance. Um, yeah, I lived with my grandparents as a kid. Um. Mm-hmm for periods, for large periods of time uh, in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, and then that became my other home and I guess my other identity and or part of my identity. Um, and Nanaimo was where my parents brought their, bought their home. Um, it was like home base. Okay. Yeah. And so it's still there. It's still oh, there. Wow. Yeah, the very same home. It's still there in Nanaimo. So the place I dreaded as, as a teenager, like, oh, man, I hate this place. I got to get out. Oh, you know, um, Cape Town was always, to me, it was it was always, um, oh, I feel accepted there. I feel like this there. I feel like, ah. but the truth is that every time I went back to Cape Town, Cape Town is a very complex place as well. Sure. And it's my my father's birthplace. Um, and he he left young as well. And he didn't return until, until I was older, until I was grown. So every time I returned to that place as an adult and lived there as an adult and that kind of thing, it was a different place. And I guess it's the same with Nanaimo. Like Nanaimo is, I appreciate it so much now for its beauty, for its, you know, for having that home base, for having that, you know, that accessible, like the, 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 the beaches are there, the, the rivers are there, the whatever is there, the nature Mm-hmm. the safety in a way you know like it, yeah. uh, the places that i grew up in, in in cape town were were not so safe um it's it, it's some, there's something about home right it doesn't matter where mm-hmm. it is yeah right yeah and um, the in-betweens there were always so many in-betweens <laughs> that then yeah. became home that's truly where the heart is i know i know vancouver was one of those uh in-between homes um, you used to, uh, I think, sneak off to yeah. uh, to to go and watch hip hop shows. How did you get into? How did you get into hip hop? Oh, you're doing your research, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kareem, I'm on to you. Um, how did I get into? But my dad, my dad was like a hip hop. Um, yeah. And the reason why I snuck off, I didn't actually sneak off. That's that's it's funny you said that. It was like. Okay. I wasn't. I had a pretty strict dad. My dad was like everything's everything. He was super political, super like, um, uh, I, I don't know. He he was like this, this heavy teacher. He was the he was the um, he was the dad in in um, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> if you've seen that movie, <laughs> that like gathered the, the youth around and like you know told them what's what's really what. But um, he he was a hip hop head. 
Wow. He was interviewed a couple of times on like some hip hop things because he was so like into hip hop. He was pushing hip hop on me and it was really annoying, um, <laughs> like super annoying. I was like, oh, man, like it's, I, dad's, I got, it's dad's music, right? It's not cool to listen. Yeah, to dad's and music. sometimes it was like inappropriate. Like my dad was listening to like, I mean, there was anyway, we won't get into it. But like, <laughs> um, the hip hop shows were the only shows I was allowed to go to. Because my dad was like, he, he was a hip hop guy. He was like, he was like, okay, 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 okay. If you're, if you're, because there's a level of consciousness there. There's a level of consciousness. People, there's a culture there that is, that is at least like not nonsense. It's not a rave. You know, you're not going to go do drugs. They're not about, you know, this and that. I'm talking about like MCs, like ciphers and like the conscious hip hop circles, that kind of thing. So these, college shows were all talking you know it was anywhere in the world whether it was in Amsterdam or whether it was in 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 Nanaimo or whether it was in you know wherever else we were in France or in wherever the hip-hop shows and the hip-hop people were like the family because there's this common culture in it I'm not talking about mainstream hip-hop I'm talking about sure you know those those kinds of things and there's and I think so if it was a hip hop show, it was cool. Like I could go. And what you were referring to about going to Vancouver is like, I was escaping Nanaimo, the tiny town of Nanaimo to go and watch a hip hop show in Vancouver, like escaping the, the island to go to the big city. Yeah. Like, you know, that was like the big excitement. And then soon, very, very soon after, after that, I was like, this is too small. I got to go. got to go to Toronto. I got to go somewhere else. When, like, when did you, like, it's, it's one thing to be a fan uh, of, of hip hop. Uh, when, when did you, you know, start performing? When did you start singing, rapping, uh, writing music? Uh, writing music always, 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 like, as a, as a young and, like, as a person able to pick up a pen. Um, but not a pen, really. Like, just, like, sure. walking around the house making, making songs performing in front of grandparents, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, performing on stage. Being a fan of the music and being so um, connected to the beats and that kind of thing. Um, music, jazz music also, getting up on, on, on jazz stages mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things. Um, <clears throat> it's, 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 uh, it's funny because I'm, I, I get stage fright, but... I would almost wow. like be magnet. I, I would, I would have no, it's like ha- being super fearful, but then having no fear and walk, walking up on stages. The very first time I walked up onto a stage in Toronto, it was um, very, very shortly after I had, I was anonymous basically, you know, in Toronto, in the city of Toronto. And, uh, Divine Brown yes. um, had a open mic on College Street. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of the musicians, there's a lot of new musicians I, I have come to uh, know over the years were, were there with her. And I think I was just walking by and I didn't know anyone and <clears throat> heard the music and I was like, ah, beats, you know? Yeah. And uh, walked up onto the stage and did... Uh, I think like a spoken word rap type thing and then I sang a little bit 
like that kind of thing. But I was just like, oh, I'm nobody. Uh, and then ran away like Cinderella. Like, you know, <laughs> that happened a lot for the first uh, four years of like being around yeah. Toronto and, and coming in and out of Toronto. And yeah. Um, but the first time, like wanting to perform it, uh, I don't know. In Vancouver, I did. I was doing like some like hip hop hooks and stuff like that, and getting on stages here and there. But Toronto was where I think um, I came. I, I my training ground, mm. if you will, the training ground of musicianship of of uh, performance um, in the in the hip hop and 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 soul music and the black music, you know, world. They, the the audiences. At, at the time, it's like they, they have, there's so much love. There's so much love, but also no mercy. Wow. <laughs> like, they'll let, like I, I had people be like, yo, you know, you probably shouldn't sing. You can't sing. You know, you, you shouldn't sing. <laughs> like, you're, you're you know, um, very critical. The Screw Face Capital was one of the, one of the, um, the, the names for Toronto. You know, T-Dot and the Screw Face Capital was another big one. Wow. Yeah, because people would stand cross-legged, uh, cross-legged, cross, cross, um, arms. With their arms crossed, yeah. At the back of the, or at the front of the, seeing wow. if you're really real. Singer that's or crazy. not, you know? It's, it's, it, I think, uh, it's a beautiful thing, though. That's kind of like the hip-hop, the hip-hop culture at that time. Um, wow. So I guess the, the beginnings of my, my, my performing in music and stuff like that was, Toronto um, and then I was able to go to my other home in Cape Town and then later on Joburg to kind of uh, to perform there as well and with the training you know the, 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 the underwater the underwater like heavy lifting like that kind of thing as well yeah. being there going there being a foreigner I guess also in, in South Africa and also the, the being able to the perspective of being South African and also being uh, Canadian or North American, whatever you know. Sure. Um, so that was kind of how my on, my online my on stage I think um, experiences grew, um, and then of course the in between the tours, the, the the so many beautiful adventures over those years, you know. Um, the countless stories, the, the 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 advice from the advice from so many people, and the and the energy, you know, as a performer, you know, we 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 are in live performing live. We there's so much energy there. We're given so much energy, and we're we're um, we're giving energy, and we're getting a lot of energy, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so all of that we carry with us into our For music, sure. into our next albums, into our, you know, into our lives. One, you, you talked about, um, you know, going back to South Africa, Cape Town, mm-hmm. uh, Johannesburg. Um, your most recent video. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a sec, just a sec. Yeah. Sorry, one sec. Whoa. Okay. Sorry, Kareem, go on. You said? 
Yeah, you were you were talking about uh, you know going back back home to South Africa, Cape Town, mm -hmm. uh, Johannesburg. Um, mm -hmm. Your your latest video mm -hmm. uh, for the song "Cut Loose." Uh, that one was recently, uh, you recorded that recently, right? In Joburg? The video? No, I wasn't in Joburg recently. We have been in lockdown for way over a year. So, okay. So, so tell, tell me. I'm in Toronto. When, okay. Yeah. When, when was that, when was that video made? Is that a long uh, time? When was it made? Long ago. Yes. Wow. Um, after, after the album, Oh my gosh, I can't, I think the last time I was in South Africa, which was, oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh, 2018? Wow, so you know, so you know but, why but, I got, con go, ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, 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 the, the, the technicalities, filmed in, filmed in, uh, when I was there, but okay. the raw footage was taken and edited and sure. and by Ramon here, Ramon Charles, Toronto yeah. editor that I work with often, and and filmmaker. Um, so the making of the video and into a video. That's why it says in the in the thing. It's like time time unknown. Ah, right? oh, I hear what you're saying. So it's made into a video after the footage, which was like guerrilla style. Uh, just going into this venue, yeah, and filming there, yeah. Okay, so you know why mm -hmm. I thought it was recently made is, and this might be, this might be I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but there's there's snippets in the video of shots with people wearing masks, like oh like yeah, face masks. So I'm thinking, oh okay, this this was just made, um, right? Yeah, so that's. Um, so that's why I thought, but okay, so that, this was made a while ago, just all the editing and the production of it was... Uh, that's was, interesting uh, that you pointed that out, actually, because there's yeah. someone in the, in, the, in the video that's um, wearing a face mask, and then there's clips as well, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, it might have been. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that, but, makes that makes sense. But, the, and, and maybe you could tell me if this is, I don't know if it's a cultural thing but there's also a I came across a live performance that you did and I saw the I think the drummer was wearing not not the face mask mask that we're all you know uh familiar with these days mm -hmm. uh but the no, drummer no, no. was like full-on niqab like full-on like yeah. uh nomadic almost. Yeah, nomadic almost. gear uh, maybe that's desert. maybe that's what it is eh yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. From from like 2000, it's funny because from uh 2008 nine. Wow. My my stage uh my stage shows always are um. The the influence of the styling is is um. On purpose, it is it is like this nomadic, um, you know, uh, desert lineage like that kind of sure. um thing and then yeah it's the nomadic okay. uh it's the no nomadic uniform 
That's okay. That's what it is. Mm, and and then now that like we have to wear these face masks, I'm like, I'm yeah. not doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been doing this way too long. I'm not doing it anymore. Wow. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'll you foretold <laughs> the future, Zaki. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. That is that is crazy. Um, I, I want to ask you. We have a segment, Zaki, called mm-hmm. um, "Lost Venues." Yep. Um, I, I want to ask about, and you, you know, you've tur- toured, um, you know, all over the place, not just in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is there is there a place, whether it's in Canada or elsewhere, that you've got like a, you know, positive vibes, and unfortunately, this this venue doesn't exist anymore. That's that's the whole concept around our our lost venue segment. I was wondering if you have a story you could tell. Oh. Someone just told me uh, recently that Mod Club is no longer. I think you might be right. That was a blow. Okay, are you are you able to just like look that look that up because it says permanently closed according to damn according to Google. Mm-hmm. But oh. I I went there a couple of years ago to see. Uh, <laughs> To see an act, so uh, from, so many greats from the UK, from the so UK. many greats, so many concerts, so incredible concerts, um, were there, and that was like when I was talking about the stomping ground, that College Street. There was a College Street culture that was that was there. There was this um, a lot of stuff that happened, and a lot of performances that happened there. It's a historically, a, the sound was always. I mean, it was, some some people may say it was touch and go, but on a good day, it was beautiful. Yeah. Really beautiful. And the size and the, and the I don't know, the, the feng shui, like maybe, you know. <laughs> um, I, I was very fortunate to, to be able to perform there um, a handful of times. Like being able to be booked there um, from, from 2009, maybe earlier, 2008 and 2009. Um, yeah. I was able to sell out the Mod Club, which I... I Later found at, out that yeah. is, is difficult. And I, I believe I did it twice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's, you know, but that, that venue, the, the memory behind it, um, the tears on that stage, you know, um, there, maybe there online, there's like pictures of, I feel like in, maybe it's just in my, in my mind that there's these moments of super, these passionate moments between the, being on stage and, and the audience, you know, the connection between, between us, you know, um, almost like tearing up thinking about it, but wow. yeah. Um, all the memories there and finding out that that venue is no longer or that it's just closed or whatever, you know, mm. um, just a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, memories there. I mean, there's so many other venues, but, um, when my friend told me no, that, that it's they're done, like it's it's finished. Ho- hopefully not, but yeah, yeah. Mm. I wonder if um, I wonder if it is partly to do with the not just the pandemic, but just you know it being on College Street and 
you know, just real estate along that whole strip. Maybe the odds weren't there, but for sure, like a pandemic will do it. Like if anything no, else, you know, for sure. You know, they were really putting their, their stuff into it. Right. Trying all the things and, and nice. really, you know, beautiful place to, to perform. And I was able to do my craft. Um, my favorite performances were there. Like global, like it does, like even, you know, yes, it's in Canada, it's in Toronto, but that was definitely one of the, the memories that, that were there. Yeah. You know? um, I was able to pull out, you know, my, my visuals, my lighting, my choreography, ah. uh, full, full uh, regalia, if you nice. will. Um, nice. And take that to the, to the rest of the world. You know, it was almost like that was my, a little bit of a, um, it wasn't really a rehearsal hall, but <laughs> kind of, it was kind of cool. Yeah. So that really made me sad. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm sad. <laughs> was, was, was the, um, was it a, a performance at the Mod Club? I read somewhere that uh, as soon as you were done a performance in, in one of these clubs, concerts, your your crew started making CDs, ripping CDs of the performance and selling that it. The, that was the Elma Combo. That was the Elma Combo. Yeah, that was a pretty historical moment, though. Is is Elma Combo still open? I, I heard that they had big investors and that it's like a they, Yeah, thing. that um, literally was opening just as the pandemic hit. Yes. But uh, there's like, I don't know, $30, $40 million that got poured into that venue. And uh, there's still taped performances that happen now. So, you know, bands will go in. Right. So they're using it as a virtual venue. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. And and they have a record label now, El Macombo Records. Okay, nice. They have studio space there. So when did you do that performance at the El Macombo? I think that it might have been uh 2008 or 2009 wow long ago long long ago it was uh (laughs) yeah it was uh it was a brave move and when if you were to listen to that um particular cd yeah (laughs) it's definitely cringy for me (laughs) because i'm like whoa the the taping of it or the performance well the performance was 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 recorded and we had a eight disc or a nine disc um uh cd burner at the at the at the like where you you know you have your merch and stuff yeah and so the cd things were like made up there was a picture and everything and and i and i wrote and i and i stood there and burned the things and i wrote messages in each one but i didn't listen back to it and when i listened back to it i was like oh my god (laughs) people have this in their homes Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. Like I'm always my worst critic, but uh, so Zaki, I I understand you've got a uh, a song that you're going to perform for us. Uh, wonder if you could tell us a little bit about it. I um, I mean it's a it's a very <laughs> it's a an early version, I think, of something. It's not a, a finished finished. Uh, production wise it's not finished i don't think um okay song wise it's, it's a song um junior t is 
the Beyond the Beats and, you know, the co-writes. And uh, Sophia Danai is also a co-writer of this song. It's called Gemini Moon. It was written on a Gemini moon. So <laughs> long story, but yeah. the, the moon cycles and the moon magic and, and that kind of stuff is something that I, I pay a lot of attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and how and I internalize it and, and that kind of thing and, and what you know the moon cycles what they do for me to me um, and how they reflect me and so on and so forth and so this song Gemini Moon is is talking about um, it's like giving thanks uh, and, and giving and you know loving up the moon, uh, <laughs> how do you say the moon? Um, in a way that's like I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, if I can pull out some lyrics, it's um, I admire your body. I just did. I can spend spend all this time these nights admiring your body. Um, this, you know, your celestial, this orb, this thing, you know, and also it's like a thanks and a. Thank you for loving me in a way that you, you're able to work me and and show me my 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 shadow sides and and you know there's the shadow side of the moon like the moon's presence that you know all of the waning and the waxing stages of the moon how they affect us as humans is like all these different ways but it's all healing it's all it's all like medicine um, and that's what the song is about Gemini is my is my Western astrolog- astrological sign, my sun mm-hmm. and my moon. Um, and yeah, that's Gemini moon. And so the, the version that I want to perform is super, super raw. Well, not super, super, super raw, but <laughs> um, it's, the, it's the original, like the beats, you know, it's the idea and there's like the song arrangements and there's some backing vocals put on there and like that kind of thing. So I'll be, I'll be singing... Uh, where it's at right now. This is Gemini Moon. So before I begin, tonight happens to be a complete lunar eclipse on a super full moon. It's the flower moon and it's a Gemini moon. Also the name of this song. Gemini moon crash on the sand rubbing shaping my hourglass futile divorcing exposing my weakness but I'm breathing I'm breathing in freedom to be there weigh what it's worth and release it hold something for me till I need it take care of me Cultivate space for the relay You pull me red, pull up, repeat that Carry me Never holding me back. 
Thank you so much for that. Zaki, bef before uh, I let you go, and again, thank you so much for, uh, for your time um, and your energy this evening. Yeah, um, thank you. You're welcome. Tell me about what are you listening to these days? What's, what's in, your, in your earbuds? Well, um, <laughs> I'm in album mode, um, and I'm releasing, I'm putting this album together in chapters it's the the, okay. the working title is the migration um and this first chapter is very uh like slower but i'm also working on a couple of chapters at the same time is how also i write i read books <laughs> okay so what am i listening to um i'm listening to lots of beats that are slower wow. um trying to find the pace of where we we are collectively now um as well as exploring the sensual side of life um mm -hmm. here in this lockdown um so yes i'm listening to a lot of beats i'm i'm listening to beats from all around around the town from from south africa to uh, namibia to france to <laughs> everywhere 
um, and then the the fan the fan beats that kind of thing. And then on in my earbuds when I'm when I'm taking a walk or when I'm doing whatever I'm listening to. I'm listening to Spotify. I'm starting to listen to Spotify more and kind of explore in that way. What, so what um, sort of playlists are you listening to these days? Um, I'm listening. Okay. I mean, it depends what for, right? Yeah, okay. It depends on what I'm, what I'm needing to like hear when it comes to exploring and maybe listening to sounds of like, um, like newer up, up and coming stuff. I think it's a good place to discover those, those, uh, those artists. Yeah. Um, Ebbs is like a, yeah, is a young, um, I don't know exactly where from, but um, there's definitely this kind of G, this G sound, this like very kind of sexy, but also like hard kind of sound there. Um, and I mean, I'm all over the place. It's hard to say, but because I'm in this mode of um, like the slower kind of baby making uh, music okay. um, mode. I'm going toward that like slower tempo kind of stuff. But then I'm also listening to like salt, you know, salt. Have you heard of salt? S-A-U-L-T? No, I haven't. Super dope. Beautiful, okay. like positive energy um, stuff. All right. Um, yeah. And the list goes on, but like, yeah, salt is a really beautiful thing to listen to. And then there's, uh, yeah i will uh i will have to check <laughs> salt yeah indie hip-hop almost okay that's interesting that that's the that's the genre it says genres alternative indie hip-hop rapid pop <laughs> they should just get rid of the whole like china genre music <laughs> yeah because really it's like ridiculous yeah it is it is interesting i think that's the old sort of Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's a radio thing where you know, like certain radios play hip hop, certain radios. It's just media in general, I think. Yeah. Where we have to, we have to like know what to look for, and like we don't want to be, we want easy access and easy consume, consume quickly. Yeah. Like what what Point what playlist do you put it into, right? So. Yeah, and also like when it comes to like awards and stuff, like it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's oh, just that's crazy. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Zaki. Thank you, thank you so much. I am so glad to have uh, met you virtually. Oh, man. Awesome. Um, but, thank you, uh, guys. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for spending uh, too much time with us. Um, <laughs> what? Little, no, what like, do you mean? <laughs> I, so, Vanessa. Thank you for spending a little too much time. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I said I said that wrong. You could tell I, I'm not a poet. Okay, go. Um, uh, Vanessa said, "Do you need the whole hour?" Mm-hmm. And I t- and I told her, and, and she'll show you the email if you ask. Um, yes, I, I told it. her. I, I got told the quote. her we will not use more than an hour. So, um, so I apologize for keeping you. No, it's all this. It's cool. For more Thank than you. an hour, which is which is what I meant to say. But this has been a, a great chat, a great conversation. Uh, Thank you for Gemini Moon. Uh, looking forward uh, to your new music. Um, and I guess people, if they want to uh, check out uh, your music, they can go on the, the streaming platforms. Uh, Zaki Ibrahim, 
Um, and they can also go to your website, right? ZakiIbrahim.com. Yes, it's Ibrahim with an I. There's so many spellings. <laughs> yeah, Zaki Ibrahim. That is awesome. Thank you yes, so much again. Thank you. Awesome. Take care. Bye.